I'm joined by local economist Gabriel Erastus. At the global level, we are still faced with the geopolitics. We are still faced with the effort of alignment where the European and the USA and the Asians, the Middle East, everyone is trying to get the developing countries on their side. Everyone is trying to influence the developing state or the developing nations. So now what we have is a efforts that are being put of alignment to say Namibia align with the West, Namibia align with the East. The geopolitics are actually at the center stage now and they have such a huge impact on how trade or investment or capital flow will be in the next three to five years. We are seeing a lot of meetings happen. If you look at the G20 meeting or the G21 now that happened in India, if you look at the BRICS meeting that was in South Africa, also the UN General Assembly which is happening, we are seeing so many changes in the geopolitics and the power shifting within the global dynamics of politics and ability to influence policies in other countries. And going forward, I think by the mid of 2024, we will see a shift in power brokering around the world in the direction of economic policies, in the direction of capital, where we are seeing India coming in strong, where we are seeing Russia finding new friends, where we are seeing China also coming hard in Africa, where we are seeing also the efforts of the USA within Africa is also so changing and also looking at also what is happening in Western Africa where many of those countries that have been colonized by France have decided that they are going to come out of the French shadow of economic policies. There is so much shift in terms of economic alignment and political alignment. So the geopolitics are going to play such a very, very key role in the direction of everything going forward, especially capital, especially investment and trade policy. So that is the most significant thing which is now currently going on at the global stage. Second to that is the fuel prices, where Russia and Saudi Arabia, which are the biggest producers of crude globally, have maintained their output cut until December. And that is so significant because it contributes to the cost of production. Because we were seeing that the things are changing in terms of the cost of fuel, just for Saudi Arabia to come in and say they are not satisfied with the price of crude. The price of crude for Saudi Arabia is tied to their physical position. They need to get as much as from crude or from fuel sales to fund their budget. And especially their diversification structure. So whenever the price of crude are not at the level where they are happy, they reduce their oil or their crude supply. And this is because Saudi Arabia is one of the biggest producers of crude, given that now there are so many sanctions and and embargo on on the Russian crude. So right now, Saudi Arabia is playing such a key role, given that Russia is unable to supply at full scale, so they are able to control the prices. The changes in their output per day of fuel has sent a different wave of shock to the manufacturing and to the production sector because fuel is used for almost everything in in terms of production. So we are not going to see where prices are going to improve as we were expecting given that oil cut. And let us also feed in what we call the premature celebration of inflation slowing down because inflation was slowing down. As you can see, most of the central banks were now actually not so proactive or too aggressive in their reparate changes. But after this announcement of Saudi Arabia, Mendes and Russia in terms of oil cuts, we expect inflation to continue because it's going to be driven by the supply-induced cost, which is coming from the oil side. So that premature celebration of inflation couldn't last longer, and we expected prices to pick up from their slowdown again due to the crude prices as it being experienced. Another 
thing now at the global stage and also locally and also in, at the continental level, as we have seen the meeting which took place in Kenya about climate matters. That conversation now is also coming down at the African level. It was mostly being spoken at the global stage. Africa should do what Africa should do what. But that conversation is also now being embedded in, the, in a conversation which is happening within the African continent. And you can see that the African leaders are really being self-centered to say that they are also focusing more on Africa rather than just actually coming at the table to say we agree. They are saying that the climate agenda the climate effort should also be cognizant of the stages of each continent or each country, but they do agree that the effort need to be expedited and actions needed to be implemented at the local level if the globe are going to have a significant impact on climate change efforts.